The Cardinals avoid arbitration with five players with only Tommy Edmond remaining. We'll go through those situations. Plus, another former Cardinal signs a lucrative deal in San Francisco. This is Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Haffern, and I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou and a lifetime Cardinals fan, and I'm your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter, X, at J.D. Sports Radio. You can follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. I want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube. Make sure you like, subscribe, and comment. That way you're interacting with us. Hit the notification button so you know when the new episodes are posted. Don't want to miss those because this is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. Today's episode being brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. So we've got some arbitration numbers in for the Cardinals who were able to avoid the nasty arbitration process with five of their players. One of them didn't work out so well. Uh, As reported by John Denton at MLB.com, closer Ryan Helsley, new reliever Andrew Kittredge, relievers Jojo Romero and John King, plus outfielder Dylan Carlson have all come to agreements. The only one who did not, unfortunately, Tommy Edmond. Now here's what Denton said about the deals. Uh, One year after Ryan Helsley, And the Cardinals engaged in a somewhat contentious arbitration case, ultimately won by the team. The parties avoided a repeat scenario by agreeing to a one-year deal worth $3.8 million on Thursday, according to sources at MLB.com. Now, Dylan Carlson, who, like Helsley, was forced to battle injuries much of the 2023 season, also avoided an arbitration hearing by agreeing to a one-year deal worth $2.35 million, according to a source. Now, Helsley is 29 years old. He missed two and a half months of the season last year due to a right forearm strain, but he still had 14 saves, 2.45 ERA in uh, 33 appearances. He struck out 52 batters in 36 and two-thirds innings. We know the impact that Ryan Helsley has on this bullpen. He is the anchor. Uh, He is the most important piece of the puzzle. I guess you could say arguably the most important piece of the puzzle, but He's a a big deal out there in the pen. You know, uh, when you've got that guy who you trust to shut it down over one inning completely, that's a big deal. That's a lot off the mind of uh, the the manager, Ali Marmel. Uh, Carlson, a big deal as well. I think he's going to be a bigger piece of this team than you think. Fourth outfielder last year, despite attempts to, you know, beef up during the offseason. Remember, we were all talking about how many calories he was uh, taking in each day, trying to put on some added weight, some added muscle to add to those power numbers and like many of the Cardinals starting outfielders he he struggled with production and injuries the ankle sprain on May 14th did uh, much more damage than a lot of us thought I know for me personally I didn't realize it was going to be as bad as it was Uh, when it happened he hit a base hit and he just like kind of like tripped coming out of the batter's box Uh, it didn't look like anything that was going to be that severe and it ended up bothering him all season long, and he underwent season-ending surgery on that ankle in September. Um, he has not proven that he can hit right hand in pitching at the major league level yet, but he scorches lefties, and he's going to provide defensive insurance for 
Walker in right field. You know, there's going to be games where you're probably going to want to pull Jordan Walker to get a, a better defensive player out there. That would be Tommy Edmond. Uh, he's going to uh, also provide insurance for uh, Tommy Edmond in center. I, I'm sorry, I should, uh, it should be Dylan Carlson, who's going to be that guy that gets brought in late. Uh, he's also going to set up some insurance for Tommy Edmond in center field. And let's not forget, Edmonds coming off that wrist surgery and the demands of playing center field can really take a major toll on the body. Like if you go around the league and you look at center fielders who do the kind of things that Tommy Edmond was doing in center field where he's running into walls and he's diving for uh, sinking line drives and stuff, those bumps take a toll on that body. So having a healthy Dylan Carlson is going to be a really important piece to the 2024 puzzle if they are going to succeed this year, I, I think he's going to be a very important factor. I mean, Newbar hasn't shown the ability to stay healthy much either. So both Carlson and Burleson and perhaps top outfield prospect Victor, Victor Scott II could see more time on the field than we than we think. Um, Andrew Kittredge, whom they just got from the Rays in exchange for Richie Palacios, uh, is also a, a guy that was set to go to arbitration. They figured it out, landed a one-year deal. Worth $2.63 million. He was an American League All-Star in 2021 with the Rays, but he missed much of the past two seasons following Tommy John surgery on his right elbow. Um, appeared in 17 games in 2022, 14 regular season games and one playoff contest last season with the Rays. And when healthy, the guy's been really, really good. I mean, you cannot argue with me that he hasn't been good when he's on the field. I know fans see the elbow injury and they they see the lack of pitching over the last year and they have some reservations about him, and rightfully so. There's nothing wrong with that. You're, you're fine to think that way. But since 2020, his ERA plus is 178, and he's got a whip under one. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the move. We loved Richie Palacios, and he was a, a great piece of what was going on last year. But this is something the Cardinals really, really needed. Sure, there is risk involved, but there's almost a, a risk involved with any pitcher out there. I mean, there's nobody where you're just like, nope, they're perfect. There's nothing to worry about whatsoever. Uh, pretty much everybody's got something. Uh, John King, who came over from the Rangers last year, also avoided arbitration, uh, came over in that Montgomery Stratton deal, and uh, he lands a one-year deal worth uh, a little over $1 million. 1.005 is what the report was. Threw extremely well for the Cardinals last year after coming to St. Louis. 20 appearances, 1.45 ERA. Had that measly ERA plus of 306. No big deal. No big deal at all. I'm sure we're going to get some regression from that, but he was outstanding. So, I mean, who needs a closer when you got John King out there in the bullpen, right? Uh, Jojo Romero gets one year, 860K. He was another guy that uh, stepped up last year, threw quite well. Um, dealt with a little bit of injuries last year, but nothing major. Went 4-2, and 3.68 ERA. He had an ERA plus of 114. His whip, uh, 1.064, so he was good. Uh, and then there's the case of one Tommy Edmond, who they were not able to come to an agreement with uh, on a salary. So we're going to break down his entire situation. We'll be doing that next year on Locked on Cardinals. I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we talk just for a minute about preparing for tough situations? Now, whether you're on 
extended travel, whether you're bracing for uh, a major weather event. I know we got some very, very cold weather coming through the nation right now, specifically in St. Louis. We're going to see some negative numbers here over the next couple of days. Uh, Maybe you're limited by yet another supply shortage. Uh, You are covered when it comes to Jace Medical. Thanks to our partners at Jace Medical, they've got the life-saving antibiotics and a long list of daily medications that can be ordered in a one-year supply, even ED generics for Cialis and Viagra. Jace Medical has the Jace case. If you're not familiar with this, the Jace case, it's a pack of five different antibiotics that treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs. They've got you covered in respiratory infections, uh, skin infections, among other things. There's a a lot of bad stuff out there, and this stuff could happen to any of us at any moment. So visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It'll be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will then be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. So we're going to save you some money. We're going to get you the stuff you need. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. So go to jacemedical.com, use the offer code Locked On. And you can get $20 off your order. Once again, go to jacemedical.com. Use the offer code locked on to get $20 off your order. Be sure to check out those Jace cases available now at jacemedical.com. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Hit up Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Again, thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. You can leave your comments on YouTube as well as on Twitter X anytime you guys want to. Your feedback, always welcome and encouraged tried to reach out to as many people as i could after our last episode we had so much feedback a lot of people like what we were talking about so if you missed our our last episode we had josh jacobs from redbirdranch.com on there uh talking about everything that's been going on with the cardinals including that trade for andrew kittredge so uh, make sure you check it out if you missed it uh tommy Edmond has i mean we all love tommy right and he's become the ultimate utility player for the Cardinals. But unfortunately, he and the team were not able to come to an agreement on a one-year salary for this year. So it looks like they're headed towards arbitration. Now, John Denton uh, from MLB.com said this about good old Tommy Two Bags uh, in his article put that, uh, you know, Gold Glove winner in 2021, utility Gold Glove finalist in each of the past two seasons. He's up for a significant raise over the $4.2 million that he earned following his fifth MLB season in 2023. He proved invaluable to the Cardinals last year, splitting time between shortstop, center field, and second base, and performing at an elite level defensively at all of them. Like, he was incredible in center field last year. President of Baseball Operations John Mosellock and manager Ali Marmel have said that they project Edmund, who, again, had to go uh, into surgery had arthroscopic surgery on his right wrist in October but they've got him projected as the club's opening day center fielder in 2024 like it blows my mind that that is what has happened I mean I can't believe we are here but your gold glove second baseman your only other legit shortstop on the roster outside of Mason Wynn appears to be your starting center fielder in 2024 uh partly because of the wrist injury that cost him three weeks and bothered him down the stretch 
Edmund had uh, a bit of a regression in, at the plate last year, hit just 248, 705 OPS. He did have 13 home runs, 47 RBIs, along with 27 stolen bases. The OPS plus 91. That's below league average. Obviously, uh, 100 is league average, but the eye test just shows you how important Tommy Edmond is to the Cardinals' plan in 2024. Uh, the numbers that they filed for, Edmond filed for $6.95 million. The Cardinals offered 6.5. So it's not a huge leap of money that they are uh, separated by, but it appears that it's something that is going to go to arbitration. Now, Jeff Jones at the Belleville News suggests that maybe an extension could actually get done. This is what he said in his recent article, that the Cardinals have taken the tactic of many other clubs and adopted what's known as the file in trial policy. After not reaching an agreement with a player, they are committed to seeing the process through to a hearing suggesting a pending salary showdown with Edmund. The exception to that policy is an agreement to a multi-year extension. Edmund, who can become a free agent following the 2025 season, would seem to be a prime candidate for such a deal if the team is confident that he can maintain a strong enough performance at the plate to justify continuing to rely on his superlative and flexible defense. Now, the question that most fans have when it comes to Tommy Edmond is, um, can he keep up the pace? Can he continue to play well defensively at all of these positions? Because he's probably going to play all three at some point. Uh, you might have him starting in center field to begin the season, but you know at some point he's probably going to play shortstop. Uh, if Mason win, who we all think is going to be fine, we think he's fine defensively already. We think the offense will come around from what you saw in September last year. I'm not so much worried about it, but he's going to need a day off or two at some point. And that's where Tommy Edmond is going to have to be your shortstop. Because right now, he's the only other guy you got on the roster that has actually played shortstop at a major league level. Uh, I'm sure you can try Brennan Donovan at shortstop if you need to. I don't see why that would be a problem, but... Right now, it's only Edmund sitting there. And then he's going to play some second base at some point, I'm sure. Donovan coming back from elbow surgery. Nolan Gorman, uh, you're going to have him DHing. He's got the back issues. So Tommy Edmund's going to be a big cock. Big, big cock. So uh, if he ends up winning this uh, arbitration deal, it wouldn't shock me whatsoever because the guy is hugely important to what the Cardinals are planning to do. Now, another question that most fans have is, are the Cardinals done? Is the is the spending, is there any more free agents, any more trades going to happen? Uh, I think we all believe that the team would benefit greatly from another top-of-the-rotation guy, but that does not seem to be a likely scenario right now. It just doesn't seem like that's where they're headed. Bullpen-wise, though, they've added a ton of arms, but is there room for one more? According to Derek Gould at the Post-Dispatch, they remain interested in adding a free agent reliever and kept some of those conversations going even after this past week's acquisition of Kittredge. Uh, the market has a handful of relievers still available who fit the late-inning role and price point that the Cardinals are seeking. Cardinals executives, including baseball operations president John Moselock and team president Bill DeWitt III, have said they expect the total spending on payroll for the 40-man roster to increase from last season. Now, Gould continues here saying that estimating the salaries yet to be finalized for pre-arbitration players, the Cardinals are close to a $170 million payroll for a projected 26-man roster, 26-man opening day roster, that according to the Post-Dispatch research, that would suggest the ability to budget another bullpen addition. Now, there are still plenty of names out there. A lot of guys we've talked about right here on this show. Phil Maton, 
Hector Neris, David Robertson, uh, Robert Stevenson. They're all still out there. They still haven't signed yet. Josh Hader is still out there, hasn't signed anywhere. He's not coming to St. Louis. I'm not worried about that. I'm just saying he's still out there. He still hasn't signed yet. Um, one name that is not going to be available anymore, though, is former Cardinal Jordan Hicks. Jordan Hicks has signed a deal with the San Francisco Giants, and I'm going to tell you more about his deal. And apparently he is going to try doing something with the Giants that you know, tried in St. Louis that didn't work out so well. I'll get you the details coming up next on Locked on Cardinals. The NFL playoffs are this weekend, wild card weekend, and you can get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets. Win or lose, the app is easy to use. There are a lot of different ways to bet. You can go do the uh, live same-game parlays, which are a way to really increase your winnings. If you do the parlays and they hit, boy, they, they add up quick. Uh, you can find bets in the new Explore tab. That's a, a, a situation where it'll show you some of the more popular bets that are going on out there. Maybe you feel like, well, I'm not so comfortable with what I'm thinking. Let's see what everybody else is thinking. You like it. Boom. You go to that Explore tab and you, you place your bet. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. Best way to find popular parlays is that way. And uh, the action will get started tomorrow afternoon. This is Friday on this recording. So Saturday afternoon, Joe Flacco and the Browns and their stellar defense will be at uh, C.J. Stroud and the Houston Texans, who had a surprising year this year. Cleveland's still favored by two and a half in that one. I like Cleveland a lot. That defense is no joke, man. That defense is no joke. And Joe Flacco, he's proven that he can play well in the playoffs. He's won a ring already. So he's been uh, playing very, very well for Cleveland. I like that one a lot. Saturday night, you got another AFC showdown with the high flying dolphins at the Arrowhead uh, at Arrowhead stadium with uh, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and the chiefs who were favored by four and a half supposed to be one of the coldest and windiest games like ever in NFL playoff history. So it might be a tough game to throw in. Just keep that in mind. And remember, you've got prop bets uh, for all of these games in the playoffs. I expect a shootout in Dallas with my Packers. I expect Dallas to win that game, but I expect there to be a lot of points in that one. So a lot of chances to win there. See what else you can find. Visit Vandal.com slash locked on to make your first bet a layup. Vandal, the official partner of the NFL. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. So here's what you do. You go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube. You subscribe, and you be a part of the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. So the curious case of one Jordan Hicks, because... Jordan Hicks, all right, we all know, young fireballer, came up with the Redbirds and appeared to finally find his comfort zone last season with Cardinals after he had a rocky start. Remember the beginning of the season? I was getting people who wanted the Cardinals to DFA Jordan Hicks. And I'm like, what? I was like, you don't DFA. 27-year-old throws 105. What are you, an idiot? I'm glad whoever those people are are not in charge of what's going on with the Cardinals. But 
he appeared to find that comfort zone later on in the season with the Cardinals and pitched well enough that they got a nice haul back from the Toronto Blue Jays when uh, he moved on to Toronto at the trade deadline, and he pitched very, very well there. Um, but apparently, he's ready to try being a starting pitcher again. Something that he did not do all that well with the Cardinals. According to reports, Hicks and the Giants have agreed to a four-year, $44 million deal. The deal includes $2 million per year in performance bonuses based on innings pitched per a source. And according to ESPN's Jeff Passan, Hicks is expected to join San Francisco's rotation after being used mostly as a reliever in his career. Now, Cardinals fans, when you hear that, they're going to try him in the rotation, and your eyebrows probably went up just like mine. Because Hicks tried that in St. Louis. The Cardinals gave him not a long look as a starter, but they gave him some opportunities as a starter. And let's just say the results, they weren't great. They weren't great. In his career as a starter, Jordan Hicks had made eight starts at the major league level. He's thrown 26 and a third innings, which gives him an average of about three and a third innings. Now, some of those starts... Perhaps they didn't expect him to go uh, uh, very long. Maybe they weren't asking him to go five, six innings. You know, I, I don't remember all eight of them. But I can tell you this much. In those eight starts, Jordan Hicks is 0-4, has never won a game as a starter, and has an ERA of 5.47. Not exactly the most ringing endorsement to become a starter once again. But... According to Jeff Passan, they're going to try this. Um, and he's got the tools. It's not like he stinks. It's just that it hasn't worked out well as a starter. He's been really good as a reliever. But you got to remember, he's still 27, throws as hard as anyone in the game. And as good as he was in St. Louis, he was even better after the trade deadline, after he got shipped to Toronto. Uh, he started using the sweeper more, which is, you know, all the craze right now. Everybody's getting excited about this sweeper pitch. It's one of the reasons why Sonny Gray's numbers have gone up so well. Uh, his, his sweeper has been amazing. But uh, the Jordan Hicks sweeper sits around 87 miles per hour, and that gives about a, a I don't know, breaks about a foot. As far as the horizontal break, they're saying it breaks about a foot. And then you pair that up, with the 100 to 105 mile an hour fastball that Jordan Hicks possesses, that's a nasty combination. That's a nasty combination. Uh, he's got the sinker that moves, uh, what do they say, nearly 16 inches the other way. I mean, it's it's crazy. His sweeper produced a 59.5% whiff rate, third highest among individual pitch types with at least 50 swings against it. So the tools are there. Can he be a starter, though? San Francisco is willing to give him a chance. And when you look at that deal and you see four years for $44 million with the $2 million incentive boost uh, each season when it comes to the innings pitch, if he ends up being a good starter, like that's a hell of a deal. Like you're going to pay him $13 million to get Jordan Hicks type of possibilities with the, with the arsenal that he possesses? Uh, not too shabby. To me, it seemed like after this year and after what he did with Toronto, that he had solidified his role as an elite closer was what he was going to be uh, for whomever he's ended up signing with. I thought that's where he was going to end up, but I guess that that's not going to be the case, at least not at the uh, outset of this deal. So I wish you the best of luck, Jordan Hicks. I, I want to see you succeed. I mean, not against the Cardinals, obviously, but um, going to be a starter at least for a little bit. Very interesting. Uh, the Cubs got busy. Over the last few days, they've signed Shota Imanaga. I believe they introduced him either yesterday or today. But per a source, uh, 
The contract that Imanaga got from Chicago guarantees $53 million over four seasons, but the pack gives the pitcher and uh, the ball club multiple paths forward. Uh, a lot of different things going on in this contract after the 2025 and 26 seasons. Chicago will have the option to extend the deal to five. Five years, $80 million total. If the deal is not extended in either offseason, Imanaga will have the right to elect free agency if he wants to. Uh, also part of the deal, the Cubs will also have to pay a posting fee uh, to his former team, which is just under $10 million. Uh, he'll join a staff of Justin Steele, which we know, very, very good. He He's always shut down the Cardinals. They got Jamison Tyon. Kyle Hendricks is still there. Um, will the Shota Imanaga game, will his pit type of pitching, will it transition to the major league level as well as it was in Japan? That's still kind of debatable. Uh, I, I know our buddy Andrew Wang over at RedbirdRanch.com, not a huge fan, not a huge fan. It's not that he hates Imanaga. He just doesn't like the contract. He tweeted this earlier. I'd say the Imanaga contract is definitely riskier than Lynn or Gibson. It's always a question if Japanese pitchers can eat innings like they do in NPB because they use six-man rotations. Also, as a slightly above-average pitcher in Japan, I don't think it's worth the risk for a three- to four-year deal. So I'm going to side with Andrew on this one because I don't know much about Shota Imanaga. Uh, I can spew your his numbers from Japan to you, but I, I don't know how he's going to look over here. And it's it's something that a lot of teams question, whether or not what he possesses, will it play well enough at it, over here in the States at the major league level? So Cubbies were willing to try it. Uh, they also swung a deal with the Dodgers, acquiring a left-handed hitting infield prospect Michael Bush and reliever Yancey Almonte in exchange for Class A pitcher Jackson Ferris and outfielders, I hear, Hope. Uh, Bush has been a top prospect. I actually like this deal for the Cubs because Bush has been a top prospect for a while for the Dodgers. Uh, he was number two at MLB Pipeline for them. I think ML, um, what was the other source? Uh, maybe ESPN had him at like number six in the Dodgers organization. Uh, Pipeline described him as one of the best all-around offensive prospects in the 2019 draft class, which saw the Dodgers take him 31st overall in round one. He's now 26, uh, 98 games last year, AAA, Oklahoma City. 323, 27 home runs, 26 doubles, 90 RBIs. The dude's, dude can stick. The problem has been they didn't know where to play him in Los Angeles, whether he was going to play second, he's going to play third. But I think it's a nice acquisition for Chicago. When I saw that, I was like, wow, okay. Uh, former Cub Marcus Stroman, he's moving on. and signed a two-year deal with the Yankees for $37 million. The Yankees also came to an agreement with new star outfielder Juan Soto, on a record-setting $31 million deal to avoid arbitration. They also brought back former Cardinals first-round pick Luke Weaver. They brought him back on a one-year deal, expected to be worth $2 million. Uh, another Cardinal, Drew Verhagen, he's headed back overseas, signing a one-year contract with the Nippon Ham Fighters in Japan that includes a player option for a second season, according to sources. Uh, the deal for Verhagen, who posted a 3.98 ERA in 60 games with the Cardinals last year, would max out close to $8 million over the two seasons. So uh, Verhagen was one of the guys that they brought over in uh, the, the Cardinals signed him, and he was fine, I guess, but uh, going to make more money over in Japan for sure, according to that uh, to that source. Uh, former Cardinals catcher Andrew Kisner also signs a deal with the Rangers, $1.825 million. So he's going to be uh, the backup catcher for the Texas Rangers. Uh, gets reunited with uh, 
pitching coach Mike Maddox, uh, perhaps Jordan Montgomery will return there. We haven't heard a lot uh, about him or Blake Snell recently on any updates on where they're going to sign anytime soon. My guess is that Montgomery would end up back in Texas. I, I don't know why they would sell him short after what he did for them in the playoffs last year and led them to the World Series. But there are other teams that are still involved. I mean, uh, the Yankees are still out there for both Snell and Montgomery. So things could get very, very expensive. And maybe even Texas has a limit where they're like, eh, not going to do that, especially after the DeGrom uh, contract they made, they signed last year. So, And they got Scherzer coming back. They owe him a lot of money. So we'll see what happens with Montgomery. But it doesn't appear that um, he's going to end up back in St. Louis at all. Um, so that's pretty much the big headlines uh, for what's going on right now. I know the winter warm-up is this weekend at Ballpark Village. I'm very excited uh, to, to be a part of that. I haven't been to the winter warm-up in years. Like, it's been a long time. I will be there along with my mother. Uh, so if you see us roaming around, feel free to say hi. Uh, we were out last night at the uh, the Blues game on Thursday night. Jordan Cairo coming through with the hat trick. Jordan Bennington just standing on his head last night. Uh, for the upset went over the Rangers, so that was a lot of fun. Jordan Walker and his dad uh, also in attendance for the game last night, so that was really, really cool to see. They uh, showed him up on the big screen, up on the Jumbotron, and he got a big round of applause and his dad, Derek, so that was really, really cool. So looking forward to it uh, this weekend, so should be a lot of fun. We'll take a ton of pictures. We'll post a lot of videos throughout the next couple of days uh, for those of you who can't make it to the warm-up to kind of give you an idea of what's going on there and experience. I know uh, John Mosellock is supposed to speak at uh, 1120 St. Louis time on Friday. So uh, we'll be there in attendance for that. And, uh, you know, hopefully we get some information out of them, some useful information. Hopefully it's not a bunch of boring John Mosellock stuff, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. They're going to introduce uh, Kyle Gibson tomorrow morning, finally. Uh, that's like the first thing on the agenda tomorrow. So should be an entertaining weekend at ballpark village. So looking forward to it. So make sure that, uh, you keep following. And if you haven't subscribed already, join us on YouTube, Twitter X, uh, is where we'll be posting all of, uh, all of the updates and all the pictures and videos. Again, thank you for making Lockdown Cardinals your first listen every day. You guys are the best fans in baseball for a reason. And I will see you next time on Lockdown Cardinals.